Hello, this is uh, Jonathan Mickles with Red Boot LLC, and today I have with me Dan Kay of Rocket Dollar. And uh, essentially in uh, another session, we had talked a little bit about uh, self-directed IRAs, and I know I had taught some things some years ago about uh, self-directed uh, accounts, um, but there have been some some new developments, uh, things probably as old as uh, <laughs> that knowledge that I had, but, you know, I, I felt it best to just want to, you know, put together a, a webinar specifically with an expert in the field to introduce what the concept is for those who may not know what it is, what self-directed IRA or self-directed accounts are, and the types of accounts and a bunch of other stuff. So with that being the case, I'm going to turn it over to you, Dan, to, uh, to talk from your perspective, and, and you have the floor there, sir. Wonderful, John. Great to be with you once again. All right, so let us just... Uh... Let's just get to it here and uh, all right, folks. Uh, hopefully, you can see the pretty purple screen and not, uh, you know, as they say, uh, my big head, as uh, I'm told by many folks. But uh, yeah, so we're in an interesting time here, you know, April 2020. Uh, so this will kind of be some of the reference points that I, I have. But a lot of things that have been shared, uh, you know, we as a company at Rocket Dollar uh, from launching two years ago and many years before have felt this way. And I think now we are starting to see the proof points and frankly, where we as uh, individuals and as a country are going in terms of taking back control of your retirement dollars to invest in what you want and when you want uh, to impact yourself and your community. So, you know, with that, I think as we think of, uh, you know, retirement, and trust me, it's not that far away, uh, you know, our, what are we doing with our money? Is it really working for us? Uh, you know, not to be too blunt, but I mean, having your money in a passive mutual fund or target date fund may have seemed great for the past, you know, 10 years, but like anything, when uh, the shoe falls off, it falls off pretty hard. I mean, knowing that all these gains were erased uh, and now probably looking at a pretty stagnant stock market, is that where your money should be? Um, you know, probably not your personal money. I'm sure that's not the priority. And then likewise, uh, what about your retirement dollars? The second thing I think is fees. Uh, you know, as I said, the curtain's been pulled off the Wizard of Oz. Uh, you know, as much as I respect the advisors out there, you know, if they have not shared that there's self-directed accounts, then uh, they provided you a disservice uh, over the last few years. Uh, so us, you know, as we viewed it, you should not be penalized because, you know, let's say you have a lot of money or not as much, or God forbid you make a good investment. Uh, you know, that's all off the table. Uh, and then finally, you know, what opportunities, you know, are you missing? Or what's something that you haven't been aware of that, as you know, you say the Joneses across the street are the true high net worth folks, the family offices have been taking advantage. Well, you know, I want to share with you today that um, all of this, A, has been legal and around for the past 50 years and now uh, is at your fingertips. All right. So, you know, as we see it here, what is the, you know, problem? Uh, you know, the first thing is, is you know, folks naturally want to buy alternatives, meaning I know a lot of folks may have a second property. At the very least, you probably gave a, a loan to one of your colleagues, uh, invested in a female entrepreneur, invested in an underserved community. Uh, this is how we're naturally wired. We're good hearted. We're also very smart financially. So you do this naturally with your piggy bank checking account, as I say. How about doing it with your retirement dollars? And the reason why 
uh, was a factor of awareness. Folks just weren't aware. As I like to say, even here in Texas, it was not country club cool to tell your friends about some of these old stodgy custodians in the space. And, you know, as I share, um, yeah, and the cat does look forward. This was a difficult, onerous, um, very, I think, paper heavy. Uh, it just was not smooth. Uh, and I feel, you know, all of that has been changed. So, you know, here's the big thing, uh, you know, historically, maybe a lot of you folks have been directed over the past 10, 20, 30 years to be in the 60-40 stock bond split. Uh, you know, even looking at it, that kind of looks uh, looks a little drab, you know, as, uh, you know, my, my uncle who retired uh, from the DOD, this kind of looks like East Germany, you know, uh, East Russia, uh, you know, the whole Eastern Bloc here, you know, the kind of bland grays, whereas, you know, the pretty pie chart. And you can even ask a four-year-old, what would you rather, two shades of gray or multiple colors? Um, you know, I think multiple colors is the way to go. So, you know, yeah, you're still going to touch a bit of stocks and bonds, but real estate, startups, crypto, hard money loans, you can do all of this in a checkbook controlled self-directed IRA. So, you know, the solution here is really unlocking the money and, and, and it's comically huge numbers, um, you know, in the trillions. I know it's becoming commonplace to hear this in the headlines, but, you know, another way to say 10 trillion is, you know, 10,000 billion. Um, you know, are 10 million million. It's just really crazy. And that is what I consider the amount of money sitting on the sidelines in these, you know, funds. As I said, it's been around since the 70s. Um, you know, thank God we are not in Washington, D.C. trying to get anything passed these days. It's been around. Uh, many politicians have benefited on both sides of the aisle from these accounts. They're not going anywhere. If not, you are going to be able to contribute more and these will become more advantageous to you. So. You know, first, what I want to show is just how quick it is to open the account. And why I show this is historically, you would need a scanner, a fax machine, fill out a bunch of questions and probably take, you know, X hours over a few weeks. Already in the past 30 seconds, you just signed up for a Rocket Dollar account. Congratulations. It really is um, that simple. You know, from here, and this is all patent pending technology in the background, you can move money. You can transfer uh, and then invest in what you want, when you want. So let's look at a real example. Let's say, you know, you worked at company A, you put money into a Roth account. It sits now at Charles Schwab. Uh, you learn of a, you know, let's say a self-storage deal of all things, uh, you know, to invest in. Uh, and you need to move that money over in two weeks. Well, boom, here's a very easy way to transfer over the money. And then finally, uh, so what's in your account? Well, it's probably going to be a diversified mix over time. Some folks come with just one investment here. Somebody has been heavy into a peer-to-peer -peer loan, real estate startup, uh, and now they're investing in a, you know, a restaurant down the street. You know, maybe you say, okay, now's the time to really support one of these businesses here, or maybe uh, you're buying, you know, a depressed asset, something that financially could make a lot of sense. You're just tracking it all right here. So all within one platform, this is. So, you know, with that, the big question is, wow, so what does this cost? Where is all the fine print? Um, so let's first talk about what these accounts are. So, you know, I'm going to start with the IRA. And IRA is the Gatorade term out there. Uh, you know, you probably heard the acronym or seen SDIRA. It's Individual Retirement Account. Uh, and what basically what this means is, as it sounds, you as an individual have a retirement account. 
uh, with many and kind of working right to left across the screen, you know, many tax advantages. Uh, but then I'd say the other three columns here is what is unique to a self-directed IRA, particularly a checkbook control self-directed. Uh, you know, the first thing here is what I really want to focus on is the fast transactions. So when we talk checkbook control, it is as it sounds, your money sits in a checking account. You have full access to your money 24-7 to wire ACH uh, or to do an old school check to invest in what you want, when you want, which, as we said, is real estate startups, private equity, and much more. And likewise, you can still do that $6,000 a year contribution. And I'm sure over time we're going to see this go up. And if you're over 50 years old, there's usually an extra thousand or so that go into it. All right, so that's great. And everybody in America uh, is eligible for one of these accounts. Now, next up, this is kind of like the eye test. Uh, not much has changed, which is good for this solo 401k, uh, also known as the individual 401k, the EQRP. What is so amazing about this is if you are self-employed, so let's say historically you have been a consultant, a husband-wife team, maybe you own a florist. Even if you are heavy in the gig economy, uh, due to current situations, a lot of folks may be 1099 this year and maybe find it very opportunistic, maybe to be a 1099 salesperson, uh, a turnaround expert, thinking of a new idea that you will be compensated on. What I want to share uh, is two things. You know, first and foremost, uh, is the high contributions. And no, that's not a typo. That's literally $62,000 a year. I'll talk more on that in a moment. But the other thing, particularly in this environment, you can borrow up to $50,000. So let me be very clear. You can borrow up to $50,000, the lesser of that or the value of your plan. So as long as you pay it back over five years, uh, no additional taxes, no penalties. Why this is tremendously advantageous. So in quote unquote normal times, or I should say uh, pre-2020, I know a lot of uh, entrepreneurs said, you know what, I kind of need 25, 50K for this idea. I don't want to raise money. I don't want to ask my friends and family yet. I'm going to try this. I'm going to borrow money. If it works out great, we have a great business. If not, you know, I'll probably go back and get another nine to five. And then over time, uh, we'll pay this off. So that's extremely powerful and you can do whatever, and in these days, uh, you know, 2020 plus, some folks say, you know, I might really need this 50,000. I feel very confident in myself that I could pay it off in five years, maybe not in the first year or two. So as I said, this is your money to do what you want with it. Uh, you know, some people turn around as an investment. This may need food and rent um, in the near term. As I said, once again, you pay it back. So choose a very real example. You borrow 50,000, you can only pay back 40 in the five years. You only pay, call it a penalty on that $10,000 difference. Uh, there's a lot more on Rocket Dollar's uh, knowledge base, rocketdollar.com slash learn with examples. But I just wanna make folks really aware because I would say this year across any other, there will be many folks with eligible self-employed income that will qualify you for the solo 401k. And once again, you know, it's huge what you can contribute. So this is, you know, 56,000, 62,000 if you are uh, 50 years or older, multiply this by two if you're married. So let's use a very simple example. Say you make 100,000 as self-employed uh, freelancing this year, right off the bat, you can defer 19,000 like your W-2 friends and then 20% of your net earnings. So in this simple example on 100,000, uh, you can defer 39,000 off your taxes right off the bat.
So I said, it's a very powerful. Um, and as I said, I think a lot of us will be in the position to open a solo 401k this year, or as naturally as we move on, I think folks will want some sort of second source of income. Um, and if it's eligible income, you would qualify for the solo 401k. All right, so finally, this is not um, some torturous thing that I made my intern do, but this is to show, um, and Rocket Dollar has uh, two different tiers. This is for the core product that we've launched on day one, and it really is that simple. Uh, Rocket Dollar's on the left. It's the one time upfront, and then $15 a month flat. Uh, as I like to share, it's like, ne it's like Netflix. Um, you know, whether you need it for one investment or you're gonna be in TED crowdfunding, that's all that it is. Um, you know, let me slow it down a little bit here. And as you can see, once again, the right side of the screen, this is just what other folks in the space have been doing. It's true nickels and dimes, but actually these are pretty heavy and this adds up, you know, versus Rocket Dollars flat, um, $15 a month. So, you know, whether it's Rocket Dollar or somebody else in the space, I, I think we want simplicity. We don't want fine print at this point. Uh, so I would look for folks that do have a flat fee, you know, for Rocket Dollar, frankly, many other things in financial services these days. So, you know, with that, um, being that I'm from Philadelphia, uh, from the city of brotherly love, I would love to, as I say, if you can spell it, you can get it. Uh, D. Krasinowski, it's 12 letters, you see it there. Uh, especially in these times to offer up to $100 off uh, your signup. Uh, and I'd love to talk more. Uh, as I share, I'm even sharing my personal cell phone here. Any questions, I do understand uh, the times that we're in. Plus, I'd love to share education, talk about this. It is there. And then once again, real simple, uh, Dan, D-A-N, at rocketdollar.com. Uh, so with that, uh, folks, thank you. And uh, John, love to uh, kind of reopen it up to any sort of questions or uh, that may have come in. Yep, got a couple of questions. Uh, number one, you mentioned that it was a $15 per month uh, yearly free fee. Of, um, can we pay that, uh, or monthly fee, $15 mm -hmm. per month? Can that be paid all up front, or is it going to be just deducted from my self-directed account, or how, how do I set that up? That's yeah, great question. So it's the one time up front. So let's say with our core product, it's the 360 and then 15. So yes, the first month, let's just say it's January 1st and you're signing up, it'd be 375, and then this scenario minus $100, so 275. And then ongoing of the calendar date you sign up. So let's say you sign up January 20th you know, it'll be February 20th, $15, but it's $15 flat. That's regardless if you have, you know, one asset at 10,000 or you roll over half a million and you're in 10 different investments. Well, I guess the question was, can, can they pay the $15 per month as a yearly single one-time fee? Sure. Great. Sorry about that. Yeah. At the moment, uh, no. Okay. And, uh, but I would say the fee comes out of credit card and this is actually from feedback from the audience. One, it's, uh, you know, it's smooth throughout the year and it's kind of a, you know, a latte or two sort of price. Uh, and secondly, which I think is more important, it's not coming out of your balance. And why this is, a lot of folks tend to have a round number, especially they move maybe 5,000 or 10,000 into a Roth. You know, as I said, we don't want the nickel and dime. Somebody moves over 10,000, then be like, oh, all these fees came out, but the minimum to invest in one of these real estate deals with Redboot is 10,000. Right. So that's part of why it comes out of your credit card. Not a problem. Um, you mentioned when you were describing the solo 401k, uh, the EQRP. Is that the mm -hmm. same thing as a solo? What does EQRP stand for, first of all? And then yeah, it's, 
it's a fancy acronym that somebody else uh, who's been in this space for a while have. But you know, this, the individual uh, 401k, effectively they're the same thing. Uh, you as a pass, basically if you have eligible self-employed income, it qualifies you. Uh, and the one minor difference that I know we talked about in, in detail on the podcast is with a self-directed IRA versus a solo 401k or a QRP, if a certain real estate deal is structured a certain way, you may be liable um, to some of that taxation. That said, for me, in dozens of personal investments, it has not hit me. Uh, the acronym is UBIT, uh, U-B-I-T, as once again, rocketdollar.com slash learn, type in UBIT, and you can learn all you want about it. Okay. Um, next question, you mentioned, you know, that Rocket Dollar is a checkbook 401k and as different from a custodial. And I think some of the self-directed companies that initially came out were more custodial than checkbook. Um, just highlight the difference again for, for our listeners, just so they understand the difference between the two. Absolutely, and thank you. So first, um, you know, custodial, you know, I kind of shrug my shoulders when I hear that. Uh, you know, somebody is taking custody of your money. Your money Let's take a very real scenario. You know, you work for company A, your money's in Voya, and then you're at company B or C. It's at Fidelity these years. You want to move it to a self-directed account. With the custodian, your money will, after doing all the paperwork, you know, taking a few hours to finally sign up, your money will move. And then when you want to invest, you basically will have to ask them for your money back, fill out a bunch of paperwork. The deal sponsor we're investing will have to fill out. Uh, and then there could be, you know, sometimes it's quick, sometimes it's not. I've seen things go as far as months, sometimes as years before somebody even gets access to their money again to invest. Uh, that is what a custodial account is. Now, a checkbook, as it sounds, it's um, you have access to your money 24-7. The best analogy I can give is like a health savings account. It's probably backed by some credit union or community bank. Um, you know, your child breaks his or her arm, you go to the ER, you can use that account right there. Same deal. You know, you think, hey, I want to go online to a crowdfunding campaign at three in the morning. Guess what? Sign up, move the money over, and it's all there. And the second thing, uh, you talk about custodial self-directed IRAs, realize Rocket Dollar's checkbook control self-directed IRAs, and then also the solo 401k. So two different account types. And a final point I'll make uh, really in the weeds here, but in the solo 401k, you can have a pre-tax, a checking account portion to note it for pre-tax and another one for post-tax. Whereas in the IRA, now with Rocket Dollar otherwise, you would need a pre-tax, <laughs> aka traditional self-directed IRA, and then a, a Roth self-directed IRA. Okay. That, that is in the weeds. Again, and that, that's, that's two times the fee. So I just want to be as transparent as possible. And you can thank our friends in DC for that. So. I understood. understood. And again, if you have any more questions about this, feel free to reach out to Dan directly mm -hmm. at dan@rocketdollar.com. But I have a couple more questions that have Please. come in. Um, well, I guess one is a statement that, um, that I saw was, you know, pretty much you mentioned investing in, in your community. And again, when we're recording this, this is April, 2020, but, um, this could be for just any time. There are some businesses that, you know, are, are, are badly affected or some businesses that would like to start now as a result of what we've uh, endured here in this 2020 phase. And so one of the ways that we can assist those businesses, whether that be a food truck or, you know, uh, a salon, whatever it is within your community, you could use your retirement savings to make that happen. Um, 
and uh, invest within your community, which is, is a good segue into my next question. You know, say, you know, we have somebody who has, you know, I don't want to describe their specific example here, but um, they have retirement, a retirement account. Do they have to self-direct all of their existing retirement money or can they just do a portion or a chunk, say, maybe that they can use to invest in, a, in, a, in an organization? No, great question. Um, no, it can be a portion. I mean, it can be as, uh, you know, in very good faith. I think if folks are bringing in 5,000 are committing to say all of 10,000 in the account within a year or two, uh, you know, that's great. On the flip side, we've seen folks move over a million dollars. It's quite a range that we see that comes in. And as I said, 20% of our account holders have two accounts because maybe let's kind of go full circle on this. Uh, you know, let's say there's there's a female entrepreneur and then a company in an underserved community. Uh, you know, maybe with one of the investments, you think this is going to be the next Facebook. Well, guess what? That ten thousand you've had sitting in your Roth for all these years can go into a Roth account and you can invest. Let's say the other investment. You know, maybe not. You know, you're questioning a bit of the business idea. Maybe it's not proven out yet. Is a better way I can say. But I hate to say, but worst case, you know, it's coming from pre-tax traditional dollars that you never pay taxes on. So, you know, if you put in, say, even if it's a loan of $1,000 or $10,000, you know, worst case, if it goes to zero, realize it's not like, um, you know, you pay taxes on that already. It's still from pre-tax money. Now, that said, uh, you know, I will preface like any investment, uh, you know, do your diligence and such. But this is a great time. Uh, where you have two buckets of money that have been uniquely taxed or not taxed before uh, that you can choose out of. Okay. Um, two questions I think I'm going to take and then we'll be done. Um, you had a, a distribution, you know, in the old days, it was 60, 40, 60 stocks, 40 bonds. And then you showed a, a slide where there were, um, you know, more of you, a, a bigger pie that was sliced off in terms of the type of distributions. Where did that distribution come from? Um, yeah, that's part A. And then part B, you mentioned 10% in hard assets that, uh, that were separate from real estate. And could you explain what those hard assets were? So part A, sure. where did you get the distribution from? And part B is what are hard assets and how are those different from, uh, say, real estate? Sure. So I'll go back to my, uh, you know, Philadelphia, you know, pride. Uh, so I hate to say it came from Yale, those folks in Connecticut, but uh, there's a, I think it's the Yale Endowment, our great published paper published by Yale that really looks at high net worth families, uh, family offices, private kind of serial private investors. And what we've seen is that, you know, I said multicolored pie chart. Uh, where frankly, some of them even have the stocks and bonds shrunk to almost zero. It, it really, uh, you know, they play up heavy. I, I've seen a lot of bar charts even on LinkedIn as you make more. I mean, that really goes from, you know, the 60, 40 total of 100 down to basically zero. It's, uh, it's really fascinating to see. So those are some of the sources that we had. Uh, so that may not be the exact numbers, but it's just for directional. And then, you know, secondly, on the, you know, hard assets, uh, gold. You know, you have to be careful sometimes with gold and coins, which ones exactly where to store. Uh, you know, that said, there are some sort of turnkey uh, providers out there that are it. You know, that said, I said the nice thing about this is the private loan that you can do. I mean, I have a buddy. He uh, has this dynamic thing that can revolutionize swim training. He just has to pull over some inventory uh, from China. And so he's, you know, I, I may, uh, or there's in our community may uh, give him a loan. 
you know, it's, it's backed by a hard asset. So like kind of asset based lending that you can do it on. So, I mean, you know, you don't want to play lawyer or get, you know, highly litigious on kind of a simple loan, but if it's somebody, you know, and trust and you guys can agree on it, you know, I would suggest a collateralized one page contract. Yeah, you can do it. Um, and then John, as you mentioned, I mean, real estate, you can see it, feel it, touch it. Yeah. Um, it's not probably not going anywhere. So I think that's, especially in this environment, it's something you probably want a little bit of tangibility. Yeah. And, and, you know, to put a plug in for Red Boot and, you know, I've been trying to just make this solely for, for those who are listening rather than just to put in a plug for us. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in, in BC class, uh, real estate C class is pretty much kind of the, the workforce housing, you know, that, that stuff is not really going, going anywhere. And if anything, the demand is going to go up, you know, as time goes on because, um, the affordability of housing at the present, yes. you know, is really outpacing the people's ability to be able to get into housing, let alone wanting to take on all of the things that go along with owning a home. Uh, and so if that's the case, then again, C-class, B-class housing is going to be out there for, for the masses. And I think, you know, with Red Boot, you know, focusing in on BC-class housing with value-add, meaning that there is, you know, some things that we can do to make the the, the space a little bit better uh, for the tenants, you know, represents, a, I think, a long-term uh, viable asset uh, that people could potentially invest in. So, um, again, talk to all of your, 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 your people, but uh, we'd love to have you uh, over here uh, working with us. Final thing, and I think you've mentioned this before as it relates to um, – you know, because we, we've used a lot of terms and, and again, you can always go to the Rocket Dollar Knowledge Base to find out more. Uh, but we talked about the self-directed space and then there was mm -hmm. two legs. One was kind of the custodial leg, which is pretty mm -hmm. much what has been in the past. And then the checkbook um, uh, community, which is uh, what Rocket Dollar falls in. If we go up one level, there is a difference between a you know, traditional, say, Roth IRA and, and a self-directed. Roth IRA. So what is the difference between, say, Charles Schwab, mm -hmm. or, you know, just a regular IRA, and then one over here that's self-directed? Um, sure. Yeah. So let me try to break it down. Kind of, you know, typical American where your money is. Um, so uh, as I alluded to before, you work at company A, your money probably sits with your 401k provider. Let's just call it FOIA. Um, you leave that company, they said the money has to move. It probably moves into a Fidelity or Vanguard. And at this point, it goes from your company's 401k, company A, to a traditional IRA, probably called a rollover IRA, because you are rolling over from a, soul, from a 401k to an IRA. And you're limited within this portal, say of a Schwab, of a Fidelity, what is on their platform that you can invest in. You cannot do Redboot. You cannot do, you know, a loan to somebody in your community. Now, when you move over to the self-directed world, what is most common, you're going from traditional to traditional, which means pre-tax to pre-tax. So trust me, the IRS will take your money anytime you want to give it. You're not mandated until you're at least 70 years old to give a little portion of, of it away. Um, but at this point, yeah, most folks are still staying where they're not, they're just deferring taxes as long as possible. Now, a separate scenario would be is that, you know, you're working your W-2 job, let's say, and you're saying to put 5,000 in the Roth and you do that for two years. And, you know, and then that's a fidelity, same deal. You open a self-directed IRA. Now it's already Roth. You paid your taxes. 
So you better hope, of course, you know, the seed versus tree analogy, you pay taxes on a little seed and this 10K, you know, turns into a million whatnot. So you don't pay taxes on the back end. Um, that's very common. So what I just shared is a scenario on why I'd say 90% of our account holders with two accounts, that is their direct scenario. Now, a final point that I'll share is, let's go back to the initial scenario where the money, you know, went from your Voya to your Fidelity to Rockadollar, all traditional. Let's say you're in the solo 401k, you're self-employed, in layperson's term, underneath the same umbrella, just for the $115 a month fee, you can have a pre-tax traditional, so traditional, aka pre-tax, vice versa, and then a post-tax, aka Roth account, designated under your solo 401k. Why might this be important? Um, let's use round numbers and said, you know, somebody's going to move over 100000 Great. So, you know, you had your job, you moved to Fidelity, here it is at Rocket Dollar in a right. solo 401k. I'm going to put, you know, 50 with Red Boot. Um, and that's great because I love the dividends coming in. That's very secure. Uh, I can do a loan to somebody out of my community. And then finally, there's just a startup I had a really good hunch on. You know what? I'm going to invest $10,000, but I want it to be in a Roth account because I feel, you know, this is going to be the next Facebook, as they say. Um, you know, and I'm not recommending to do this blindly. This is just for purposes of example, right. but right. just as easy as online banking move from checkings to savings, you would move over. Now that said, once again, the IRS always wants the money when you want to give it to them. So if you are doing, this is called a Roth conversion. When you convert from pre-tax traditional to Roth, you will pay on that in our example here, the $10,000 or whatever money you move. Um, you know, why may this be advantageous? So this might be for some more of a, um, you know, folks of, of higher income, I know between now and 2026, up to $315,000 is the lowest marginal tax bracket. So to all my entrepreneur friends out there that you know you're just taking equity in year one, uh, you know, I personally did a six-figure Roth conversion. And, um, you know, I hope the country is still standing in 20 years because I did that. And I do think it is, of course. But uh yeah, I mean, part of that, there's a lot of strategic ways, um, and I won't go into deeper detail, but the main point I want to make here is that, uh, yeah, it, it's it's two things. It's one of the, you know, going from very tight limits in like a Schwab world to literally having the world at your fingertips of what you could invest in, and then also having, particularly if you're self-employed or have eligible self-employed income, mm -hmm. to have kind of these two checking accounts to have the ability to see what source is going to come out from. And, you know, what I've been doing recently, um, you know, as I've got to know certain real estate players such as Red Boot and others here, I'm putting in my Roth money, that post-tax money. Because for me, this is still the seed versus tree analogy. Um, and it's, trust me, it's a lot more secure and good on the old ticker than, uh, you know, a startup. So uh, I, I, I think you're going to see folks that, um, yeah, you know, it may be wise to convert sooner than later. So, uh, you know, of course, happy to go into a further depth with anybody one-on-one -on, -one on that. Well, that's excellent. Listen, thanks again, Dan, for your time. I know you're a very busy guy. A lot of people are making phone calls, trying to figure out what <laughs> they can do with their money in this time. Uh, so again, if you have any questions about, you know, self-directing any or portion or all of your, your assets, feel free to reach out to Dan K at Dan at, uh, rocketdollar.com. If you uh, have interest in Redboot LLC, you can email me personally at jm at redbootllc.com or just go take a look at uh, our website at redbootllc.com. Again, thanks so much, Dan. Uh, we look forward to talking to all of you guys soon. Okay. Take care. Yes, sir. Stay safe. Peace. Bye.